Welcome back to Barely Serious, episode 63. Currently working on getting an intro song made to spice up this monologue, because originally I would just like it to just go straight into the episode. Everybody who listens knows, welcome back to Barely Serious, and boom, right into the episode. But now that I do this monologue to kind of preface the episode, going to get a theme song to spice it up. On this episode, very funny comedian Julia Machen is my guest. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with her for the past two years. And on this episode, we get pretty deep talking about growing up with ADHD, medications, weight issues, embarrassing middle school stories, all that shit. But the main meat of the episode, we start talking about uh, a comedian who got canceled in the comedy scene that I have worked with closely uh, on a lot of projects. And so I give my opinion on that. We talk about that a little bit. And then Julia opens up with a personal, a very personal sexual assault story uh, about an open mic comic who's kind of teetering on the borderline of open mic now uh, that all of us know. And so I have zero fucking tolerance for that shit. Other women have come forward and told her and she tells their stories as well. I have zero tolerance for that shit. So if you want to know who this guy is, send me a fucking message after listening to the episode. I will freaking tell you. I don't care. Zero tolerance for that. I will 100% tell you who it is. So feel free to message me. And lastly, just thank you guys for listening, man. I really appreciate it. Just I can't believe how far the uh, the reaches of the podcast uh, yesterday I was at Islands with a couple friends, uh, one friend, uh, and we were in the parking lot because they have the fucking cabanas and shit now. You have to eat in the parking lot and shit. You can't even get drinks now. Uh, this car drives by and this guy yells out. He's like, Galen Nash, I love the podcast, man. I was like, oh, dude, like, thanks. Appreciate it. And that was it. The guy kept driving. But, I mean, that shit made my day. Like, it, it happens. It's freaking awesome. But it's much easier for people to, you know, just keep driving. So the fact that people stop and, and say shit like that, it just makes my day every time. And so I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, without further delay, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 63, sitting here in my backyard in the shade with Julia Machen. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm still healthy, I, you know. For now, wa- walked in with the no fist bump, no nothing, with a mask on. Yeah, I did. I wa- and with sanitizer, <laughs> just in case. I have a bathroom and a sink with soap. I know. I'm just, I'm just taking all the extra steps. Uh, it's tough. I feel weird about it. Like I feel, I feel so guilty because it's not that I personally. I'm really phobic about getting sick because I, I feel like I'd, you know, make it out on the other end, like hopefully. But I feel guilty because then it's like my roommate is is really strict about social distancing. And then anything I do completely undoes all of that. So you have to like not post shit on your story and stuff? No, I just like I've just been staying home <laughs> the whole time. Well, I like I spent some time in Orange County and stayed with my sister and my mom. But for generally, I just like I go to the grocery store. I donated blood. <laughs> These are all the big events for over the past couple months. Um, but like I get it. it. It's kind of that unfortunate thing where you other other people have to like like people who went back to work and are working in restaurants, they all have families they have to go home to. So they have to just expose themselves and leave all these people vulnerable when they didn't necessarily have they to don't. Be half to go back to work (laughs) you know what i mean i actually went back to work for like like two weeks don't you deliver weed though no kelly does 
Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I am a waitress, but I went back and then I quit and then they shut down dine-in again in L.A. Oh, so you quit like just you, so if you didn't quit, if you just stuck it out for another week, you would have got unemployment? Well, I'm probably still going to push for unemployment, but I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm in like a kind of a weird spot with that because what the fuck, dude? But I made it clear I was like I was quitting because of the virus and that I didn't feel safe working because you don't like you have if someone you talking to you isn't wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, you're more likely to get it than they are from you. How does that work? It's just so usually the mask is generally to protect other people Mm -hmm. from you and yourself, obviously, but mostly like other people. So somebody sitting down and eating, you have to like go up to them and talk to them and you're wearing a mask. But if they have COVID, you're fairly like still exposed. I see how I could get. I saw this thing on Facebook. I think it was where it was like it was like a diagram. And it was like, OK, if some dude's pissing himself and he's like pissing on you and you're wearing pants, but he's not, you're still getting wet. But if he's pissing himself and he's wearing pants and you're wearing pants, you're not getting wet. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Like fuck that! I'm like I don't want to get pissed. That's on. how this disease works. That's how it works. That sucks. Do you think it's man-made? Oh, do I th- like do I I I? It's the bats, right? They kind of like I settled mean, on some guy ate a bat, or is it was it made in a lab? It is interesting that it's got a very particular target. Like generally, young, healthy people d- handle it. You know, they get yeah. through it. But but old older people or immunocompromised people or just like they they fucking the part that trips me out is where it's like um where where like you could have it and then not have it like the fuck is that like all these people that are like asymptomatic yeah but you totally have it like i don't i don't get how that works you know if you have the flu you have the flu it's so weird too, because I've I've been tested before, and that whole time waiting for your test results is it's like I, you feel so much anxiety, because even though you don't feel sick, you're like, oh, I might get a positive test oh, result. Oh, that's back. for anything, dude. I just got all my STD testing done, uh, and you know how they do like the finger prick for like the HIV thing. Yeah. I know I don't have fucking AIDS, but like that twenty minute window, I was like sweating and freaking out and shit. I was like, fuck. It's so because I went to donate blood and I was a little anxious because I have a friend who, when he was like a teenager, went to donate blood and then they told him that they couldn't accept his donation and he had to go get tested for uh, HIV. Oh, like he should really go get tested for HIV. Why did wait just him in particular? Like like him in protect. He went went to donate blood. Well, and they're like on. we can't take your donation because we think you have HIV. Why he was just sitting there in the waiting and room? And he's a teenager. And he's just talking about like how he takes it in the ass. And they're like, hold on, before we take <laughs> your blood. I know. I was like, maybe they must have thought you were you were like gay or something. Because that's crazy. He was a he teenager? Was, he was a teenager. He was like, dude, I've been with like four people. Did he have it though? <laughs> no, he didn't have it. <laughs> but how traumatizing. Because for that period of time where uh, before he like went and got tested again for HIV itself, he just straight up thought that like, oh my God, I might have AIDS. I probably have to tell my family. I don't know how I'm going to tell my family. Like, But no, he's fine. Um, yeah, I was real. <laughs> it's so funny that I went to that donate blood because I wanted the for what though? Test. Oh, that's so well, okay. To get it done, you have to donate blood to like. No, Hogue? not necessarily. You can get the antibody test without donating blood, but I was like, oh, might as well just like do this thing because it's like a good thing. They need blood. 
And then I found out that I should have been donating blood this whole time. What do you mean? Because I, uh, because my blood type is the. Oh, the key, like O positive or whatever. Like it works with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know my blood type. Right. And I didn't either. And that's why I, I, I sort of just neglected it. Like I, I wanted to donate when they came to my high school in high school, I wanted to donate blood, but I couldn't because I was too underweight. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. I was, I was, well, you can't, you can't do it if you're like under 110 pounds or something. Really? Yeah. But so I was on Adderall, so I was like. That's for girls and guys? Yeah. But like when you're in high school, that makes more sense. Some people aren't. I guess I, went, I didn't break 100 pounds until I was fucking like 15. Like Dude, I, 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 Yeah. It was, they threw a party because yeah. I was so underweight. When I was 12, I was fucking for 65 real? pounds. That's yeah. so rough. Dude, I, I was on Adderall like from a young age and I really just like didn't develop at all. And I was so thin that I was still wearing kids pants in middle school. <laughs> I was wearing pants from fucking like limited to and a girl called me out and it fucking was so humiliating. Dude, I took um for ADHD, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I took methylphenidate or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, um, no, I took Adderall, but like, yeah. And I was so, so, okay, this is probably it one is of the mad. most embarrassing fucking things, dude. I was so underweight that for the first half of sixth grade, I was still in a car seat, dude. What? Yeah, so I would, like, roll up, like, and people would be, like, they'd recognize my ass car. They'd be, like, yo, like, what up, Galen? And they'd, like, come up to the car, and I'm, like, chick, 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 no and, like, fucking yeah. No way. Why yeah. were you in a car seat? I was 65 pounds, dude, and my dad Wait, was, when, like, when the limit's 70. On, when were you put on ADD medication? I was a kid. So you... Dude, it's so brutal what they do. It is. That's I was like, like it, seven. Like it, it puts developmentally, like my body, my nails are really flimsy. Like it took a long time to just kind of like, I don't know, develop any sort of muscle. Your boobs came out all right. I know my boobs. My boobs. <laughs> you like the dress? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, they won't because teachers would like complain because I would always be like, you know fucking interrupting class class clown all this shit so they'd be like you guys got to get this shit checked out and so then we went and it's funny fuck i should had i known you had adhd i would have brought it out but there's I- inside in one of these folders underneath the desk there's a fucking like a, a 15 page report that this lady i had to like i didn't, they didn't tell me that i was getting tested I, they were just like oh you're gonna go hang out with this fucking lady at her house and she's gonna you're gonna play with her i was like all right sweet sounds good they're like yeah she has like an xbox all this shit so I went, like, was playing with this lady, and then, like, a year ago, I find this report, and it turns out this fucking That's lady so was this, like, a valuist or whatever, and so, like, I was reading it, and it's the funniest fucking thing, because, like, I can't remember a lot of it, but this was, like, a year ago, but, like, there's this one thing that stuck out, and it was just like, yeah, he seems to know that, like, a lot of people don't like him, but he doesn't care, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I fucking love that, you know? I, I feel that. It. That's awesome. Yeah, I I always want because I was in special ed and uh, oh okay and, and we would have like case carriers. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, These, dude. Like, I'm just teachers. picturing like like how, what grade were you in special ed? I wasn't. I was. I was like. I was mostly mainstreamed, but I was in. You know, like I was in a resource class. Oh, okay. Because like, if some guy was like looking back at that, like his fifth grade yearbook, like some guy was like down, like, oh man, like I wonder what happened to her, and he like looks at your Instagram real hot as shit now. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck. Like, <laughs> Like, I just looked like this completely different <laughs> thing in, in high school. I, I was I was pretty weird. I was pretty weird early high school, and then I definitely, like, still had corks to work out through the rest of it. Like, what kind of weird? Well, I was the—I don't 
know exactly. I had I had OCD, and I I was like I had weird routines and stuff that I did, and I was a germaphobe, and I was afraid to touch doors, and I was washing my weird. hands over and over and over and over again. People do that Which as like grown up people. Right that's not yeah. weird. That's just <laughs> that's OCD. That's what everyone's doing right now. That's not. Yeah, that's that's not weird. But I meant like you like wipe your shit on the stalls or something. Yeah, no, I uh, j- like I was. Y- pretty mellow and chill besides just some weird courts uh but like other kids didn't i was also timid and shy and um just like to play video games by yourself yeah i was like really well i was other kids just didn't i didn't click with anybody because i didn't really like try i was just timid and i was like i was nervous around people so uh it took me a while to get over that but, like, halfway through high school, I kind of did, but I didn't move schools. So I sort of just had, like, I had a group of friends in high school, but generally I wasn't, like, you know. Where'd you grow up? Orange County. I grew up, I. Uh, oh, where'd you go to high school? Corona Del Mar. Oh, no way. There's a hummingbird. That's what's cool about being outside. There's a wasp nest Dude, up there, too. Nature? Huh? Being nature? in, uh, this nice. is not nature. It's so weird, because I get, like, caught up in being in my apartment. Which is brutal, and you don't really realize that until you, like, step outside. Dude, I just got back from Sequoia. It was freaking... Right uh, on. Yeah, so, like, the, uh, so when the whole cancel shit came out, I was just chilling up there, like, oh yeah, okay, high so as fuck. The cancel shit, like the Dalia stuff that came out? Yeah. So when that came out... cancel shit has been out. It's well, been yeah, but I mean, like, the, the, the newest stuff. And yeah. then specifically, like, my homie. Like, when that, when that went down... Uh, is he still so have you spoken to him or well touched base on it so when it first came out um i texted him and i was like you because so how how i noticed was this twitter page called like do not book and then it's like predator something on twitter but it only that page because i saw it and i was like ooh, <laughs> things are about to get yeah, dramatic yeah. but it really just targeted the one guy who you know they moved on to like new people now they're just oh. they, they're they're just focusing their efforts at one guy at a time yeah uh, and so like they followed me and i was i was literally like drunk like sitting on this patio overlooking this river and i was like do not book just follow me i was like what the fuck is this and so i opened it up and like i started scrolling and like it was just nick romero nick romero nick romero nick romero and i was like oh fuck dude because i was supposed to do his podcast like two days later and so i was like kind of glad that it came out when it did you know did he cancel the podcast uh, dude, no, he, he he's doing? deleted all his social media. Like he's oh, like he's just kind of like disappeared. Yeah, he's gone now. Uh, I can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, so like I te- when I saw that, I took a screenshot of one of the things, and I sent it to him before I even read it. And I was like, "Damn, dude! Like the fuck is this?" Uh, and I was like, "Are you like you're in deep shit or something?" He's like, and he said something, and then I started reading the shit, and I was like, "Oh." I had already before all that stuff came out. I had already heard some things about him, like but what? like his past. Uh, just that, but you know, bef- he had, uh, I don't know, just something about him, like, assaulting an ex-girlfriend. He has a history of, like, not being sober and then getting sober and shit like that. So I already kind of had an idea that he was problematic, but I sort of, when I heard that, I just assumed that it was something that, I- in his past, sorry. Oh, you're good. Um... Yeah. I, you know, and then that he hopefully moved on from when he got sober. So, but, but I wonder who made that page because they really 
I just think I know out. who it is, but what? I don't know her. So so uh, I knew about the only thing that I knew about. I didn't know about the other stuff. Were like there's like screenshots of Can like. Can you me- tell me and messages. Um, I'll, I'll I'll just tell you. Oh, okay. Um, but the um, um, was the thing with the ex girlfriend. But it was like fucking five years ago. Because uh, I kind of wondered if it was his ex. Like he told me about it. He actually told the story on. So he's on episode thirty-seven of my podcast. So if you want to go back, he tells the story. Uh, yeah. And then he talks about his time in jail and like so. In, so, in my eyes, he served his time. Like he's he went to jail. He served his time for that. Learned his lesson. Got sober. He's been sober now for like a long ass time. Uh, and so, in my opinion, that's like vindicated. Like I don't think about. I don't judge him. Right, when I first heard that, that's what I assumed. Yeah, it was, it's the past. He served his time. It's over, you know? Uh, I think it was just, I think it was just the thing that was, that creeped everybody out was like his, he maybe still had like a misogynistic perspective or something. Like he's still. Kind of. But um, I don't really know him very well. But I, I don't remember the girl's name, but um, so this girl like kept sharing screenshots of like uh, conversations with him, like. I'm going to cancel you like this type of stuff. And he was like, like, oh. go, go for it type she of thing. Was also share. I kn- there was a girl also sharing stuff on her Instagram story. It was on her Instagram her. story. Yeah. Yeah. And so she that's came the girl. Out and was just like, she yeah. came out swinging. I was oh, like, yeah, damn, dude. she was like this guy. Never heard of her before. And so I messaged her uh, and I was like, what's going on? Cause I wanted to hear it from her. I was like, look, like, what's going on, man? Like, she's like, do you know him personally? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, and she explained it, and I was like, oh, all right, all right, maybe, uh, all right. And then he deleted everything. I haven't talked to him since, um, and I don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, but everybody saw that shit. You know how many people hit me up? There's, yeah. like, a shitload of people hit me up. They're like, dude, what's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that dude. Like, I'm never going to work with that guy again. And I was just like, damn. You know, like, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. You know, I don't need to end up on that fucking page. Yeah. Because they went, what they did was they went and they followed everyone with that page. So people, same thing as me, were just like, what's this? And they open it. Oh, shit. And then they realized, and even if you've never, even what, if you didn't wait, know who I he was. I want to know what other comics they moved on to. Uh, people that I've never heard of. Okay. Because I definitely, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to. You thought you'd end up on it? No. Am they I wouldn't cancel one of their people? owns? I just, like, I remember hearing you know word of of other comics assaulting women and then I, I was like oh i wonder if they'll pop up on this like i hope so but yeah. it wasn't like my place to say anything because no there's a few like a few of them were like pretty nuts where there was one like this guy raped this girl and yeah, like there's wherever some crazy stories yeah. about comic it's so weird it's so gross but when i was sitting there like high on that patio just in nature i was just thinking about like honestly like if you like when you go to an open mic most of the people there are fucking scumbags. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, when you think about, like, people are like, no, Chris D'Elia didn't do that. There's no way he could have done that. I fucking believe it because he was just some – It he was could, so many stories. I mean, like, something like 500 women came forward. You can't just – Right. Well, the obviously. I, I don't know about the underage stuff. Like, he, but yeah. it could, because it seems he kind of came out and then released that, like, these girls uh, – didn't really disclose their age and then he cut it off when he found out there was never any like things didn't really come out about him actually pursuing 
but the thing no, the things that really I saw was young. like that is mess like he really does lean like one of the young. girls like she was she shared a picture of what her Instagram looked like at the time that he messaged her and there was like pictures of her in her like high school cheer uniform oh, in her God. bio it was like 16 like you got to know yeah like, no. you can't be that retarded and not know you can't just go to a gr- like if I was to go to your page I would be like all right let me look and see okay cool she graduated you know what I mean like I wouldn't yeah. just be like all right, high school cheer uniform. Maybe this is from I five years ago. Imagine being like a sixteen or seventeen year old girl getting hit up by like an Some older famous, famous guy. Canadian. Yeah, but like I, if I, if I was n- like later in my twenties, I probably would have been like flattered and more susceptible to it. But it, as like a teenager, I would have been creeped out and weirded out. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's the opposite. Like no, I can see how people would think, but like I was also more timid as a teenager and already kind of grossed out about the like older guys hanging around my friends and I Hmm. you know where it's like why can't you hang out with people your own age (laughs) well I think it has to do with like um like the girls hang out with older guys that's how it was the freshman girls would come in and they'd bang the senior dudes and then the fucking like the freshman dudes don't get pussy. Like, that's that's how it is. The freshman dudes, sophomore dudes don't get shit because all the fucking, the senior and junior girls are banging college guys and the fucking freshman and sophomore girls are fucking banging the seniors. But I also wasn't banging anybody in high school. <laughs> really? You graduated no, I a virgin? I, did, I graduated a virgin. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't have sex until I was 21. How old are you now? 25? I'm 26. Tw- oh, ooh, ooh, all right, all right. Like you haven't been having sex that long. No, I mean I was just like. I put in work <laughs> since. <laughs> I think. Uh, but yeah, I was. But I, I had OC. I was afraid of. I was like really afraid of guys and everything. So I really had like STDs. Done. Yeah, STDs, all of it. Just intimidated in general. Have you ever had one? An STD. I had scabies. The fuck is that? Which is technically an STD. That I sounds don't know. scary. It's mites. It's actually like a skin oh. infestation. Down in but your fucking hoo-ha? But you can get it from hoo-ha? things other than sex. But no, you had it on no, your no, puss? No. I, I didn't have it on my... Because it's like, it's it's a mite. It, like, they infest your skin, but generally to spread it, it takes like skin-to-skin contact. So they call it, in a way, an STD. Because... Do you I know who you got it from? It on stage. I don't know who I got oh. it from. Because it can take like... I kind of think I kn- I know I have like a vague idea, but drop it's a so name. Well, it's no, it's not. <laughs> drop his I mean, name this is, this is or her name. So long ago, I d- but yeah, no, I definitely gave it to person people person. Drop their names. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. You know, for f- how do you cure something like that? It's it's you have a to take cream. a bath like oatmeal. It's a cream, and then uh, y- you pretty much it's. God, it's so brutal. It's not fun to have. Um, Does it hurt? No, you, it itches. It's like That's a mite, it? and then it it's it you once it starts, it's sort of like, am I getting like mosquito bites? So My reaction in particular was like mostly bumps, and I got the re- I had it for a long time. I had it for a long time because they kept like diagnosing me with eczema and giving <laughs> me uh and giving me like steroid creams. And like oral steroids, which would suppress the reaction I was having to the mite. So I was kind of just like, I accepted this diagnosis because I was like, these creams do help. But the thing is, is like the reaction you have on your skin to the mite is an is aller- allergic reaction. It's not actual bites. They're not biting you. It's, it's just like, would you would you scratch in public? 
so yeah i like ju- because i was on so many like i took like oral steroids and used creams it it was fairly suppressed to just where it kind of started, which was my, like, feet and legs. Uh-huh. I, and I was still under the impression that it was, like, on your hoo-ha. Like, people thought you were, like, flicking the bean in public or something. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't actually get it there. But I started. Uh, and how I found out I had it was. So I kind of. like they, they said I had, dish, I had like, stress-induced eczema. And, uh, and then, and then the doctor told me like, oh, you know, like you really need to be careful. Hopefully it doesn't spread to your hands. That means it's like really troubling. And then I'd run out of my, my medicine for my eczema. And then it just kind of completely flared up and was all over my body. And at this time I had been dating somebody for like a couple of weeks. And he weeks? was like, I start, I started get it. Cause it takes a while for the infestation right. to actually show itself. And and he's like, ah, like I'm getting these bug bites and stuff. And then he said he kind of suspected it, but damn. He w- what do you mean? He said like he was just like, damn, this bitch gave me scabies. Because his brother had had scabies, so he kind of suspected it. Uh, and dirty I suspected dog family. it too, but I had asked doctors over and over again. I like I w- I was pushing that I was pushing that it might be scabies when I would go in, and they're like, really, no, you would have trails, and I didn't really have like. I guess they the things they were looking for, but I definitely was having a reaction. Um, so it took actually spreading it to get uh, the cream, and it's it's upsetting because they say even if you think you have it, you should treat it, and that's what I kept telling doctors. And I was like, why don't you just prescribe me the cream so I can just treat it just in case? And they're like, it's not it, and that was really annoying. Like multiple doctors, and then and then I treated it and it went away. I gave it to people, and then I'm like, it was it was that the whole time. Oh, my God. So that's why. I had it for, like, straight up six months. Which Is that something that can develop into unbearable. something, like, really? Like, it's not, so, so it's not like where, like, like, if you have, like, syphilis, it could develop into, like, oh, shit, you're going to die now type of thing. It's just, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just really uncomfortable, and it doesn't go away on its own. You need to use the cream and... You you need to treat it to get rid of it, but like it's not gonna kill you. You just have it. They can get out of hand. There, there's like things called I don't know. It can get it can get crazy where you're getting your skin is just crusting, and it's really hard to treat. Well, I and hope people aren't eating happens. right now while they're listening to this. I hope people aren't oh, yeah, aren't eating so food gross. sitting you in their car. No. Um, okay, so we fucking met like two years ago at fucking um, – you were doing a set at the rec room. Uh, yeah. And uh, some fucking – I don't – I mean, I want, dude, when I'm at like open mics and shit, I'm just usually like on my phone. Like I'm not fucking uh, – I'm, or I'm just writing and shit because I'm usually at work. I don't have time to fucking write at work, so I'll just fucking write there, not paying attention to whoever's on stage. But this fucking guy yeah. started like heckling you or whatever, right? No, he was on stage. You already went up. Right. I had already, already w- gone up, and then he said something back to the joke I made, where he he got I made I made a joke about uh, sleeping with married men, and so <sighs> he went on stage and he was like, "I'm married," <laughs> which, by the way, like that that's definitely not the first time it happened. That dudes flirt with you while dur- as part of their set. Well, just like if they go up on after me, if they are like married or something it's just it's their way of an in onto like a joke i did right right uh, i mean yeah but also 
But it's just, I, I kind of got that stuff all of the time when I went on stage. I bombed really hard at, like, the improv open mic when, early on, like, when I very first started. And uh, I was wearing workout gear. I was wearing, like, yoga pants and stuff. <laughs> and then the guy who got up on after me goes, goes, the best part of her set was her ass. <laughs> <laughs> But that kind of stuff just, like, it happens a lot. It shouldn't. I'm, uh, you know. I The guy felt bad. Everyone was, like, people laughed initially, and then they were, like, oh, that's mean. Uh, <laughs> and but, like, I did have a bad set, and I do have a nice ass. <laughs> <so>. This guy. <laughs> this guy. So, like, he wasn't far off. And people initially laughed because, like, he did like assess something, which I get. But it's all about how you say it, you know, like, okay, don't be degrading. Respect your fellow open. What? You know, I mean, like, I don't know if you remember this, but like four days later, uh, I was at the comedy store. I don't even remember who the fuck I was with, uh, but I was with like two dudes that were my homies. I I don't remember who the fuck it was. Uh, We were walking from the parking lot, you know, the pay part, pay per lock and pay pay for parking lot like the the closest one to the comedy store like on the uh, like going towards the beach yeah. yeah 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 so we were walking back from that you were walking like past and i was just like oh shit like that's julian and it's like you walk you like barely walked right by us and i was just like hey julia like, like <laughs> <laughs> you just turned you're like oh hey and like we just kept walking we went to like carney's ate came back it was for potluck or whatever so we came back to see yeah. if we made the list and we were just like waiting in some line or something and then you just came over started talking to us and i was just like oh fuck is she really coming to talk to us right now like all this shit yeah no i was just like oh, fuck they like, were like they were making fun yeah of you yeah they were embarrassing yeah they were like fucking like <laughs> they were like dude what the fuck was that i'm like i don't know man like, i don't know and then you came over and i was like fuck of course dude like it was pretty funny though um that's fine because i did i I do not remember you saying hi weird or anything ever. Maybe that's just how it came off in my head. Well, but apparently it came off that way too. No, because, yeah, because they would not shut the fuck up about Don't it. Don't even worry. It's how people always say hi to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> but since we then, we've done multiple shows together um, and uh, had you on uh, uh, over at Summers, which I love to fucking talk about on this podcast. I really liked that show. Um, what happened fun, on how many times did you do it? I did it twice. And I you think. liked it both times. I did. One time you like booked me and then another time I was just like, I was at an, a mic and you were trying to like work out some stuff before you did your show at that mic. And then you were like, why don't you come by and like, Oh, that's right. Spot? And I was like, Oh yeah, I will. That's right. Fuck. I do remember that. Um, yeah. Cause that show, some it, dude, it would either suck ass, but like, it would be like hilarious in yeah. like a, w- like a weird way or it would be great and there'd be like a crowd there and they'd be into it. And it was just so, it was so weird. We ran that show for like eight months, every fucking uh, Wednesday, I think it was every Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, dude, but, um, the funniest fucking thing, uh, I asked you before this, you said you didn't, you've never heard this story, but you know, Anthony Davis, I know who he is. Okay. Um, so Anthony's great guy. He fucking takes me on the road and shit. Great fucking guy. Nice guy. His comedy album's coming out August 7th. Ooh, <laughs> Um, and, um, but he was headlining the show. And so he was supposed to headline two weeks earlier, but he was in the fucking hospital passing kidney stones. He's always passing kidney stones, dude. Side note, when I was doing the pre-show, the roast battle pre-show at the comedy store, uh, and he was on, he was roast battling someone and 
dude, we were both in the green room, and I was like, oh, like, how's it going, man? Like, catching up and shit, because it had been a minute. And he's like, dude, I'm passing a kidney stone right now. And I was like, what do you mean? Because he was, like, sweating dick, dude. I was like, what's going on, man? And so he went on stage and, like, lost bad, dude. And I was like, why didn't you say that you were fucking passing a kidney stone? Because immediately the whole crowd would have been on your fucking side. Right. Uh, he didn't mention it at all until, like, after he already lost. And I was like, well, now it's too late, dude. But that guy's a fucking tank to fucking just I know. go on stage at the comedy store passing a, a kidney stone. Fuck that, dude. But, That's um, crazy. Dude, he gets on stage, and it was a good room. It was one of those nights where there was a lot of people, but this lady starts fucking heckling him, and he's like, like he's interacting with her like whatever and she's just like dude you fucking suck like all this shit and everybody's like what the hell and so he brings her on stage and i have this full video and i have to find it but i have this full video uh it's like 10 minutes long he brings her on stage and he sits her down on the stool and he's like i'm gonna because he was working out like new material because it was like before yeah. he was gonna record the album uh and he was like i'm gonna hit you with my best jokes like the fucking a plus jokes that he does at the factory and shit and he's like, if you don't laugh, I'm going to give you, like, this 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Because she was talking about how, like, broke she is and shit. And he's like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you don't fucking laugh. And he hits her with, like, his A fucking jokes, dude. And the, everybody's dying. Everybody's fucking just crying, dying because it's so, so funny. And she's sitting there with the, just a stone face. Like, just, and she literally, like, the funniest thing, like, when everybody, it, it gets quiet, and he's just looking at her, like, what the fuck? And she's like, you retards think this is fucking funny? And she starts shitting, dude, it was the funniest, dude, he was like, he was telling, delete that video, delete that video. I was like, sure, oh sure. And I was like, I never deleted it. There was no fucking way, no <laughs> chance I was ever going to delete that, dude. But shit like that would happen at the show. And it was just fucking. Yeah, and that, that happens so much. That That is bar shows. That's why they are notoriously, like are known to kind of blow but that's it's so much I, fun yeah it's so much fun because you you first of all when i first started comedy comedy when i was like eating shit all the time i was like having a terrible time really but you eat like i mean it was fine you just like you start out doing comedy everyone at open mics like knows each other mm -hmm. it feels very intimidating um i also started in la where I feel like Orange County definitely has sort of it, it more of a welcoming. Well, it wasn't always like that. But, like, yeah, Orange County is definitely – because it doesn't – nothing fucking matters out here is the right. thing. There's nothing on the line. You're not going to – there's but no there's fucking – But there's a lot of pressure in L.A. because people yeah. say, oh, don't start in L.A. because you don't yeah. want to look bad. But I was like – that's why I love OC because it's the perfect training ground because we're only fucking, like you said, 40 minutes away right. from L.A. So I could still get booked at the store, the improv, all this shit, go up there, do my set and come back and practice down here where who the fuck cares who sees me down here. Because uh, I did. I think I kind of in the beginning felt very like intimidated by the L.A. scene. And and then it got I, like, obviously, I got better. Things got better. You just eat enough shit to like not really care. And then it can become like a fun thing. You've been heckled before. And then it right. it's become like some of your favorite stories to tell. Right. Uh, and then I, when I broke my arm, I had to stay back home in Orange County to be sort of taken care of. And that's where I saw you for the first time. I was right, like, exactly. The fuck? And that's and then I started doing uh, mics here and shit. And then and then Ted would started like booking me on oh um, the harp yeah on that show that guy's weird like, man not to like talk shit on people but like the only time uh or not the only the first time i did that show the first time i ever met this dude um nobody had like warned me or anything that he was like he like he has a particular way that he likes things done or whatever and so like i was like 
I was with like Joe Kelman and someone else in like the corner and we were just talking and he like came over and he like he was like shh like in our face and I was like what the fuck dude oh yeah I was he, like well, what the he hell tells people to be quiet for the show which makes sense because he's actually it was like, the open mic part the show was over and oh. we were just like we were just in the back like talking like not even loud and he just like gets in our face and puts his finger to his mouth shh and I was like yo what the hell even though he could totally beat the shit out of me and I was like <laughs> what the hell dude you know like um, but back to the open mic, like trying to like fit in the, f- the, the only dude I've ever seen, like fucking, it was like his second day. Like it was like his second mic. Uh, I saw him at the amazing comedy theater and he was pretty funny. He was doing the mic there. And so I was like, Oh, why don't you come over to this other fucking open mic? Uh, that's right after this. And he's like, all right. So he comes over and he's like, uh, he, he does his set. He goes back some girls on stage. I know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, and she like makes a joke like to him and then he says something back and then she's like oh well that just tells me that we're not gonna that i'm that i'm never gonna see you again and then right away he just goes oh you're quitting cool and i was was just like oh fuck and like everybody he's new yeah all the comics were just like i had that kind of oh Oh, dude my god if when i first started i wish i would like have i still don't have that kind i don't say shit when people are on stage yeah, but all the comics were just like, oh, because he just fucking dissed this girl who's been like doing it for like however long. And we were just like, and so immediately he just kind of got a little you bit of respect. You tell me who it is. You can just like edit it out. Uh, this, there, there's no edits on this. Oh, uh, you just slow. That's the motto. It's the fucking so unedited raw. you can't edit raw. out the snort I just did. No, that no, was that, that was there. Now you just brought it no. back too. So. Oh, yeah, I brought it up and people would never notice. You know, forget, yeah. not even notice. <laughs> but uh, I think it was uh, it was Madison Grace. Oh, no disrespect. It was just a funny interaction, but yeah. like that's just what like people are just like, no, who what... the fuck said that type of thing? Like I everybody mean, looked like over what it is. That's what performing for other comedians is. Yeah, it's just what it's gonna be. Yeah, it's part. It's part of the fun. I think you know before you sort of kind of find a place in comedy, like where you're like meeting people and you have your friends and everything. It's just a sort of intimidating thing where you're performing for these strangers but they're doing it and they're better than you when you first start like generally and then you kind of learn that you know a lot of people aren't that good aren't that good yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) like the people that like the first time i went and i saw these people what the fuck like this shit and these dudes are still doing the same shit and it's like they've never been booked anywhere all this shit and i'm like oh oh all right okay I see how this stuff works there now. There are the people who like rarely do it too. Yeah, the, they just they've been around forever, and they just like from time to time do it. They like the hangout. They love the right. hang. And I'm like, fuck. How do you feel about taking the break from comedy? Oh, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying. I did two open mics like two weeks ago, and then they got closed again. So it's like, god damn it, you know, like. But it was cool because like all the shit that I've been working on, uh, and well, here's how it was, right? For the first week, I was like, "Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get so much writing done," and then I just didn't write for like three months. Right. And then, a week before, they're like, "This mic's gonna happen." I was like, "I gotta write a shitload of stuff." And so, like, I just everything that was in my phone notes, I just started writing a bunch of shit. Went up, and like, sixty percent of it sucked asshole. And like, the fucking. But at least you, because when when I saw when I like started seeing people do mics again for that brief period. I, I, w- I was like, I don't really even remember my material and I haven't been writing anything this whole time. I've been like writing because I'll journal just because like I don't want to like not be sharp, but I don't want to put pressure on myself to be funny. Right. Because I feel like right. I, that trips me up. I, well, I just don't want to feel, I don't know. I, I should try and write material, but I 
like the way I was doing things at the time quarantine started is I really was just like making notes and then bringing it up on stage. Right. So I was mostly focused on just. So when I had Mark Norman on the podcast, this was like maybe two weeks after the quarantine started, three weeks after the quarantine started. And so he was telling me, he's like, I haven't been writing shit. He was like, I try and I can't. And I was like, oh, fuck. So to hear this dude that's been doing comedy for what, 15, 16 fucking years say that he can't write. I was like, all of a sudden, I just like, that's what everybody messaged me about. They're like this one part where fucking he said that he couldn't write. I was like, people have been saying that. But then oh, he I'm... just released a special on YouTube. Well, he filmed he's... that before the quarantine. Uh, uh, but so... No, because he got up and he was like, I haven't been on stage. And like... Oh, that. Yeah, that was his first set back. And it was. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Was it good? I liked it, yeah. Yeah, I have to watch that. But, like, that was... Uh, but most of that stuff, he probably didn't write during the quarantine. Because, you know, that fool's got notebooks right. upon notebooks from, like, way before that weren't in that one-hour special that he could, like, oh, I could work on this now. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I, I think that it can trip you up. I've, I've just had better luck with the material I kind of just think of. That you're not even necessarily prepared to think of. Because when I started... I, I was in a notebook and I was writing and then what that became is I would just like I would think of something and I because f- I was doing mics all the time I would just think of something doing something and really wouldn't be prepared to try and write something out sure. so I would just make a note on my phone and then whatever I had thought of just put it up on stage and see what happens because I got to a level of comfortability where I didn't have to memorize uh, you know m- memorize a whole thing I wrote and I could just kind of like talk up there, and it helped a lot. I'm, um, I'm I like to write things out. Uh, so like this is like my seventh fucking. I do too. Uh, sometimes it really just depends. But it's so I'll do that where like I'll think. So what I'll do is I'll be like driving and I'll think of something. And I'll write down like keywords in my phone, and then while I'm at the open mic before I go up, then I'll write down like like a a fucking like a like an outline of like how I want it to go, uh, and then I'll go up do it and then i'll be like but like it'll just be kind of free form like i have the outline but i don't know how i'm gonna say it i'll go up there say it just fuck it and then i'll be like okay that fucking worked or that didn't work i'll try it again a different way and then i'll write it down specifically like if you look through my notes it's fucking i'll literally put brackets and commas and and inserts and like all this shit on how i should move my face how i should move my hands how i should fucking where i should be standing and like that comes from after fucking free-forming it. And so, like, I'll try it three different ways, like, with different voice influxes and, like, all this shit. And then whatever ends up working, I'll fucking – then I'll write, like, a fucking script. Like, I'll fucking – I'll write it out. Um, Honestly, it's great because no no matter what, this is a thing that's going to really help you and push you in all parts of comedy is being a good writer. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like – Obviously, it it is a performance, and you have to develop a presence and everything. But, but when it comes to other jobs, you can have while being a comedian. It really helps to be a good writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely a tool you should keep sharp if you can. Which I feel like it's the only thing right now that I can do. But I don't feel funny, right? And and I felt really guilty in the beginning of all of this. I felt really guilty for not feeling funny, and I was like. It's the general consensus. It's yeah. the same thing because I, I didn't do it. So I didn't feel funny until so I would be writing and then I'd be like, this is literally fucking stupid. I was like, this this makes no sense. There's like so I'll say it out loud and I'll just be like, 
there's no way that'll fucking work. I'm like, what am I even writing? Like, and I'll, I'll have to go back to old notebooks. I'm like, how the fuck was I writing this? You know, I was like, this makes no sense. Did this, was this really me? Like, what the fuck? And like, and then I did those mics and I was like, okay, I'm back. Like, I'm the, like, it wasn't that I'm back. It was like, I was there the whole time. It's just, I was just over worrying. I wasn't able to get on stage, try it out. And so that's where I, that's where I realized that most of the joke writing comes from free-forming that shit on stage and then writing it out later. You can't just pre-write right. an entire fucking bit and go up there and execute it perfectly. Which I feel like is what we all started to do. Unless you were somebody who just happened to get up at a time. I feel like all of us started where we wrote something out and memorized it and then put it on stage and then at some point you realize, oh, it like it, it feels more natural and when you just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you cut the fat from there. A lot of it's fucking, I didn't realize. That's why it's so important to kind of like listen to sets, which I should do. But You don't? Not lately. Oh, well, yeah. But, <laughs> dude, it's funny because my voice memos is just, I could scroll and scroll and yeah. scroll and it's just fucking hundreds of them. And like just randomly, I'll just fucking like, you know, like Wheel of Fortune, I'll just hit that, I'll just spin it. And I'll stop on one. It'll be like fucking October 26th, like fucking 19 and i'll just listen to it wherever i was and i'll just listen back to it just here and just be like damn i was really telling that joke that was fucking retarded like you know or like oh shit like oh why did i stop telling that joke that joke worked what the fuck's wrong with me type of thing yeah and i i have scroll back i i couldn't bear listening to my first few sets your first few oh well yeah but but the thing is is like i remember after my first year of comedy i looked at my phone and i had like over or I had like 400 recorded sets mm-hmm. and then I was like holy shit I've done like a lot of sets because I when I first started I really grinded I got really obsessive and just was hitting mics all of the time and I didn't even record my sets for like really the first two months well I mean but I was afraid to I really just like I didn't want to the first few months like I did not want to relive the trauma what I Do did you remember was the first time you crushed the first time I crushed, no, I don't remember. Um, but it just kind of just it just blurred in because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, I remember the, f- the first set I had sucked total asshole, and the first laugh I ever got on stage was fucking. Uh, I did like I told like three you know quote unquote jokes because they sucked, uh, and then I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be, <laughs> and that was the first laugh I ever fucking got, and then the rest of the set went okay, because, you know, just, I was playing with the mic cord, nervous as shit, and, yeah. like, so what I did for the first, like, four months in comedy is I video recorded every fucking set, uh, which, I mean, I would never watch now, because it's so fucking, I watched my first set ever, and, like, I, it was just, like, I almost had a seizure from how hard I was cringing. When I first started, I uh, got, I happened to get booked on a show. And I imagine, like, this guy was just booking a show, and he's like, oh, I need female, like, comedians on the lineup. You know how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I don't even know. But he he hadn't seen me do stand-up or anything. He's like, come do the show. And I had just started, and I sort of asked how much time, like, I saw. I asked how much time I would have. This is your first time ever on stage? No, no. It was one of the first few times. Like, I hadn't done stand-up for very long. Okay. I was really fresh. And uh, I I go to the show, and they're like, you get 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't have 10 minutes. And so I was like, and then he's like, well, I'll cut it down to seven. And I just, like, it was intimidating because it was, it was full on. They had a crowd. They had a crowd and they had, like, a rowdy crowd that would have been 
a really fun, good crowd. Where was it? It was it was at uh, Echoes. Oh, on Pico. Yeah, but like it wasn't it wasn't the open mic or anything they do there. It right. was just like, I but they had a a guy they had hired a guy to film sets. Oh. And then they put that set on YouTube. Oh, your set. Yeah. Oh. Which was, by the way, like bad. It was it was really bad. Like I was talking about having sex dreams with siblings or uh. like just like really a atrocious have you ever done sal's comedy hole no i haven't dude so i was like i was like one of my first uh mics ever there uh it was i don't know why i was fucking there uh my homie was doing something so i just came up and was like oh let's hit this mic before i was like okay sure maybe fucking 12th time on stage ever and this guy fucking recorded the entire fucking like open mic because it was for some like competition thing or whatever but i just thought it was like a regular open mic and i sucked i I mean like a couple jokes got laughs but for the majority like it was like a d minus fucking set and fucking like later on someone sent this to me and it's like it's like the full thing is on youtube and i was like what the hell but i'm like in the middle of so it's like an hour and 30 minutes but i'm in like the middle i'm like and it had like 12 views i'm like no one's ever gonna fucking see this uh so i was like phew you know but like no, mine had my name in it and everything. Ooh. And so people found out I was doing comedy. And it was my, like, they posted a separate video that was just my set. Oh, God. My name's on it. Like, it lists who's in the video. And so, like, if you were to search my name on YouTube, it would pop up. Yeah. But, like, it's in the, like, it's, like, I'm not going to say what minute, but it's, like, in the middle deep. And so I'm, like, no, it's, and it's, like, a three-minute set. I'm, like, you can't just skip to it. You should probably get to skip past it type of thing. Um. But actually, uh, the first time that I ever, like, can remember, like, actually, like, crushing, like, a book show was I did this fucking, this guy, fucking Willis Turner, shout out to him. He posted in this group. He's like, oh, shit, I'm headlining the show in fucking San Diego, and I just found out that I need a feature to do 20 minutes, and I was four months, I was three, three and a half months, no, I was fucking, no, yeah, three and a half months into comedy, and he posts in, like, the OC comedy scene, he's like, if anybody has 20 minutes to like come on down and I totally didn't uh to, like come on down like and I was like sure and so like I fucking drive down to this show thinking there's just gonna be some shit ass bar show dude there's like maybe 130 people oh there and I was like what the fuck and so like uh he tells me he's like oh like how long have you been doing comedy so I told him I was like three and a half months he's like oh dude like if the producer asks you how long you've been doing comedy like I like tell her like a few years and I was like and I was like okay for sure yeah so I was like all nervous and shit and I went up there everything hit like a fucking and I ended up ended up what so what I told him was I was like dude I I maybe have like 15 minutes he's like hey whatever like he's like if anything I like you more now like you know like whatever you don't do I'll just make up and I was like okay for sure you know I went up there I ended up doing 22 minutes uh and I fucking everything hit one of the most fun sets I've ever fucking had and like a couple homies like carpooled with me and it was fucking and it was fucking amazing, right? I posted the full fucking video on YouTube. <laughs> and that's where like all these fucking like people still give me shit about it, even though it was like two years ago. Uh, I think I remember you posting a twenty and I remember yeah. thinking I remember thinking that is something I would never do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean I didn't know at the time. No, I took it down. I took you it down, were but smart. Yeah. Like the the thing is 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 even if you have like even if you have a shitty tape, it'll get you booked. Right. Like, it really, it is, it's crazy. I, it is really crazy. But, like, I, I don't have a tape, and I need a tape. You don't have a tape? Well, I don't have, like, a tape I like. I, th- I 
think I kind of relied on people. I was like, hey, tape this set or film this set. And it'd be like my sister or my mom or something. And then they wouldn't want to be up front. They want to be in the back. So, like, uh. it's just really bad quality. And I really needed to just book. I, I needed to, like, book something right. that's, like, at the Irvine Improv or, like, the Ice House mm -hmm. and just get that tape from them. Yeah, so I that's the tape that I use. Is I, I opened for Grant. Uh, a few times at the improv, but one of the, like, they all, I mean, you can't really bomb there, uh, but the set that I had was fucking, like, everything was, like, perfect, and I had a couple random riffs that landed, and so I was like, oh, wow, I need that fucking tape from that guy, so I got the tape from the dude, uh, and I literally, it was, like, a year and a half ago, I still just fucking use it. I just took the date out of it. I, was, it, I have it unlisted, so I don't think people know. Yeah. I don't like if I were to send it, but you just send that tape to people and they don't even watch it. They're like, oh, they just see the improv background. They're like, right. You're in, you know? Yeah, I it really, I, yeah. But people ask for tapes and I feel bad because like all my tapes are, I just need a quality one. Um, the best ones though is when it's like some shit ass bar show and like it's run by some dude who you know sucks ass and they're like, can we get a tape? It's like, what? From uh, You want me to tape yeah, from, but from me to you? Yeah, but all to do is ask for a tape. You know? Yeah. Um, and then people will ha usually have them or get it. But I just, I really like, as far as getting booked goes, I either rely on somebody seeing me and booking me from there right. or just like friends. Well, but I wasn't, I wasn't too worried. I like should push to get better spots and shows, but I sort of got wrapped up in the whole open mic bar show scene. Really? Because I wanted to just grind and get better. I was, I wasn't trying to like push anything. I didn't want to. You know, because really in the beginning, I was just nervous and terrified and I like I didn't feel a hundred. So I just kind of like wanted to keep my head down and get better. And then mm -hmm. I did get to a point where I really should be pushing to get better spots and actually go somewhere. But I was just excited to start getting booked because I right. really I I I was not ever asking to be booked. So when I, people started booking me, it was just because people started asking me and I was like, that's cool it's fun and but it's I, now i need to make a like now i need to push well I mean, not now because there are no shows right but like when it comes back but i mean who knows how it's gonna fucking come back because like, i don't know i i had a bunch of like fucking great shows like dude a week before the quarantine went in i was supposed to go up to oregon and co-headline a few shows up there and fucking quarantine and boom everything got shut down so they postponed it but they're like shut down as fuck still like we're we're still able to like go like if you wanted to go to fucking mcdonald's right now you could go to mcdonald's all this shit they're still shut down as fuck like oh up there God. so um and so but i mean i like going my favorite fucking things to do are just go on the road and do shows uh up north and fucking oregon arizona all that shit those are the fucking like the best fucking down a lot of people are moving back home so they can do comedy like people are leaving la and going home that's well. That's a thing, though. So when I went and I've done shows in this town in Oregon a bunch because my fucking grandma moved from here up there, so I'll just drive up there and so okay. Um, so I was on Tinder, right? And I was swiping on Tinder and fucking I matched with this comedian girl that lives up there, and she messages me. She's like, "Oh shit!" Well, actually, I matched with this girl. I didn't know she was a comedian, and she messaged me. She's like, "Oh shit!" Like you're a comedian. You should, you should tomorrow night. There's this our fucking town's open mic. You should come on down. I was like, all right, for sure. So I went down. And this was like, um, say like maybe six months. I was six months in. Uh, and they were like, I did this open mic, had a great set. And what was weird is there was a fucking shitload of people there. There was like five comics on the list. But the place was packed. Like it was like 
the town's open mic. Like, they just fucking came to watch. I was like, what the hell? And so I had a great fucking, it was like a show. That's how, yeah, out of, out of state, like, open mics are shows. They have real, like, I, I went to, that, that's where I got kicked out of, um, where I got kicked off Tinder was, uh, Washington, (laughs) D.C. I went to D.C. My dad was, like, traveling and then ended up in, uh, like, a hospital. So I went and I, like, went to go be with him while he had to, like, stay there. And then they, uh, and, and I was, like, doing open mics. I would just, like, hang out at the hospital all day and then go do open mics. Right. Um, and those open mics had, like, real audiences. Mm-hmm. And it was it was cool. It's different. And that's in that's in a city. That's in like a pretty decent comedy spot. Yeah, but it's also I mean Washington D.C. is kind of like like a like, like a sublet. Like L.A., there's so much fucking comedy everywhere. It's so that rare it's to go so to an saturated. open mic where there's like real people or where yeah. the audience is mostly just like people come. Other places, people open mic night is a night out. Like they in these small hick towns. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, oh, it's open mic night. We're gonna go out and like drink and watch yeah Even so a little more so in orange county than la la is well I mean, open mic nights aren't really like a thing in orange county but people like if they're if they're at the bar and they're like hey we're about to start this open mic they usually stay yeah um but then after the after the set this the the producer guy comes up and he's like oh like dude are you in town tomorrow like you can you do like 15 on this fucking show tomorrow and i was like oh like I totally could have, but I was planning on going back like the next day in the morning because the fucking the Colts were having they were in the championship game and they fucking got destroyed. And so I drove home. I didn't do this show. And it's the only time I've ever said no to a fucking show. I usually say yes to everything. I don't care if it's going to be a garbage show, anything, because there could be one person there and then they become a fan. So it's like then that one is worth it. So. Uh, but so I said no to this fucking show because I wanted to watch the Colts, and I totally could have just watched them at my fucking grandma's. I don't. It was stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. And they got fucking raped. They lost for like forty fucking points. And fucking, I just the whole like it was after the first quarter. It was like twenty one zero. Time you're like I could. I should have fucking went and done that show. But you're then fine. the guy gave me. Uh, he, he like got my number, and he's like, uh, I'm gonna hit you up. Like do this stuff. And so then. Uh, like two months later, I went back up there with like Steve Lardner and um, um, Frank uh, Xavier uh, okay. Escalante, uh, and like they gave us our own show and we did our own fucking show there. And so we weren't ex- we did, were like oh whatever. There was like 130 people there. It was fucking packed out. It was fucking crazy. It was super fun. And then that was with these two producers that produce shows at that venue. And then there's this other producer, Katie, who's fucking awesome. And I did, I don't know, actually, I don't know how I got in contact with her. It was through, oh, I think it was with Gina, the girl who fucking, uh, the comic that I matched with on Tinder. Uh, and we, I ended up going over to her. No disrespect to the other producers, but Katie's fucking great. And so, like, I've done shows, more more shows with her. And so I would come up there and I'd feature on these shows uh, for, like, other headliners up there. Uh, pays great. It's fucking, like, did they pay fucking shitload uh, in these fucking yeah, hick towns like like way in like when you go on the road like when i do stockton shows all these all these shits like you don't really get paid in fucking la because they don't n- need you you know what i mean like they don't fucking you could have just blown it off right oh, oh, oh like in la comedy itself seems more just like an a nuisance it's like yeah. oh great this bar has an op- open mic or a show going on it's like it's annoying 
Uh, and there's so many comedians in LA. It's just so saturated with, with you know, the desperation of trying to make it in LA. Um, LA's weird. It's like it's uh, I there's love so it. much. It's weird how I like it though. I like Orange County more. It's it's cool because like now I know a lot of people that's up there, and it was like, and I could, and I saw like the progression. So like when I would first go to the improv, I would be with people, and I wouldn't know anybody. I would talk to some people. I'd come back. The next time I went there, I would talk to some people. And then now that I go there, I know most of the people fucking there. And so each time I went up, it would be more and more people would come and talk to me. And now I fucking know most of the people there. And it's like super cool. Uh, just just networking in general, how that fucking works. And you just fucking, because there's people that are like, how do you do that? Like, how did I'm like, just fucking talk to people, dude. Like, it's the, just talk to them. There's people that, like, the people we were talking about in the beginning that we were like, oh, wow, like, they were good, like, in the beginning, and they're still in the same spot, and they're still doing the same jokes, they're still doing the same shit, and you're like, what the, and, like, you see them show up and leave, or you see them show up, suck, and, like, just talk to their friends and then leave. Like, it's just there for the hang. They have no interest in fucking right. getting better. Or, it's like, what I, so, like, like, do you know Aaron Jarbo? No. So, he runs, do you know the Instagram page Stupid Resumes? I don't. Okay. Uh, it, it, he, it's the number one work-related humor fucking... Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's a meme page that he started I, a few years like ago. A, I, w- there's like a server Instagram page where it's, it's these memes all about uh, being like a waiter or a bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get... Like, those pages are fun. And so I was doing this fucking open mic at Flappers, and it was one of those with the buckets or whatever. Yeah. And so I went up, did okay, whatever, and I was leaving. I was walking to the parking lot. And this fucking guy's like walking next to me, uh, like 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 close to me, and I was like, all right, like whatever, you know. And so then he's like, hey man, and I was like, hey dude, you know. And he was like, oh, that was really funny stuff. I really like this joke, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh cool, you know, like thanks. And so we just started talking as we were walking. We ended up parking like right next to each other. And he's like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I was like, all right. And so I gave him my Instagram, and then he follows me. And then I'm just sitting in the fucking car, and like I just like refresh my Instagram. This page pops up like a shitload of fucking followers, and I was like, what the fuck, dude. And then he just, and he was just like this regular looking fucking, like just this regular white guy, like this nerd looking motherfucker. And like, I was just like, what the hell? And so it's just so weird because you really never know who the fuck you're just going to run into uh, in LA. It's fucking, it's weird. How'd you get banned from Tinder? That was in DC. It was literally, I just, I was, I had asked for money in my bio. (laughs) I made a joke about asking for money and it was there forever. Like I even didn't remember that it was there would people send you money no it never worked but nobody ever cared like i didn't get what, in trouble what all never in LA. worked what was the idea that but if then, they sent you money you would send them nudes no there was no deal it was just like if, I, fr- I don't even remember i don't even remember what i said but I, th- I had my like venmo but i made some sort of joke and it made like I've, I had seen it done before. Like people do that. People put their Venmo right on, in like in tweets, and so I didn't really think anything of it. I just kind of wanted to see if it worked, which it didn't, and I wasn't surprised. And I sort of just forgot about it. And then when I like uh, hours after I landed in DC, like they just did not have it. Somebody reported me like immediately, <laughs> and then I got banned from Tinder, and Tinder what like will not let me back, which is fine. Why don't you just make a new email address? Because they go off a phone number now. No. Yeah, they do. Well, that sucks dick. I mean, 
not really. There's like other dating apps, and I probably should have just gotten off of Tinder anyways. Did you ever hook up with the dude off Tinder? Uh, my, I dated people off Tinder. No, you yeah, didn't. Yeah, no, I met like. I lost my virginity thanks to Tinder. <laughs> no, you didn't. Really? It kind of like the way it worked out. I I I appreciated the app. I was like afraid of dating. I felt like you know, nervous about the whole thing, but I I could write to somebody. I could write to somebody and like be charming and amusing. That's um, bullshit, dude. And so like I would talk I would talk to guys and then FaceTime them and then that's bullshit because most of the fucking girls on Tinder are like ugly and then I'm just like, ah, all right, all right, whatever. And then I'll go and do it. And, but like fucking that's oh. bullshit that like you're out there on it for real like and actually banging dudes on the app. That's bullshit. Fuck you. <laughs> that's bullshit, dude. Yeah, no, I like it's cr- I met I met uh, my like I met an ex-boyfriend in a Tinder group. What? Do you remember when Tinder had groups? And your no. group could match with, like, another group? For, like, orgies? I, I, don't even, I don't even know. They took it away pretty quick. Like, it didn't because last Because of the that orgies. Long. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it turned into... But really, it just kind of seemed like... I, I kind of assumed it was just for having a fun night out, like, getting groups of friends together, getting guys together with girls. And, and it was... Uh, it was mostly just funny i i don't even know but like i i had started or i had like matched with the group and then uh that guy had dm'd me from there and then we like got coffee and then dated for like the next nine months what the fuck yeah dude you meet people you just meet people and connect with people. Uh, I don't think but I would ever just date someone like on Tinder. Getting caught up on the whole idea of it being on an app or on Instagram. No, that's or not why. It's just most of the girls that are on Tinder are fucking psychos. Like, did you have I told you the story Maybe about I'm the Indian psycho. girl? Maybe you are. But like, here, okay, dude. Like, so I'm not proud of it, but I matched with this fucking girl. She was okay looking. Like, she was like, and then I drove an hour to Brea to fuck her. Uh, so like that was the furthest I've ever driven an hour. Uh, oh my god! And we like so we met up at the Brea fucking mall like in the parking lot. And so she was like, "Oh, I'm in the food court, whatever." I was like, "Okay, for sure." And so like I go over to the food court, and I've I've told this story in the podcast, but like it's so fucking weird. Uh, we meet up in the food court. I totally like blank into this girl fucking like comes up and she's like, "Hey, like blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh, like hey, like what's going on?" Uh, and so she's like, oh, are you hungry? And I was like, no, not really. And she was like, oh, I am. So I'm going to eat. I was like, all right, for sure. So she goes to like Sabaro. You know Sabaro, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, like, can I get like a fucking fraction size of the whatever the smallest pasta is? And I was like, what the fuck? And the guy was like, no. And she was like, oh, like, can I just get like a kid size of like whatever? And he was like, we don't have that. So she's like, let me see your fucking manager. Bring your fucking manager up, blah, blah, blah. So she's cussing out this guy. And I'm just standing there like what the fuck like it was just, i was just on my phone and i was like oh wait what the fuck and she was like this and this is literally is really less than a year ago why uh, didn't she just get a pasta it would dude so the the manager comes over and she starts bitching this guy out and i was just she, at this point she's literally said more to this manager than she said to me and so i don't, and he was like looking at me and i was like i don't fucking know her dude and so like i walk away and so but before i walked away the dude basically was like look either buy something or get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't have to deal with this. And I was like, damn, like, respect. Because, like, you know, and, like, 
like the service industry, like you don't do that. But like he clearly didn't give a fuck. And so she's got the pasta, came and sits down. We're talking, whatever. And she's like weird, right? I don't remember what she was talking about. But there's this family to our left. There's like a like a, there's an empty table and then this family. And they had like this seven-year-old boy who clearly had autism. Like he was doing like the, the yell outs, the whatever. He clearly like, you know. You're not, I'm not looking because I know already that he has autism, so I'm not even paying attention, you know? She turns to the fucking family, and this kid had his his, uh, his shoes off, uh, and for what, I don't know why. Uh, and she, the kid starts doing like the, ooh, ooh, like yell outs or whatever, and she turns and she goes, can you tell him to shut the fuck up? And I was like, oh no God. fucking way. At this point, I started like looking around, and I was like, I'm being punked right now. I was like, I'm being fucking pranked. There's no way that this person is real. Like, she did not just tell a fucking seven-year-old kid with autism to shut the fuck up. And I was like, no fucking way. And the family was like, excuse me? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was just like, I started like fidgeting and shit like bad because I was like, yo, I gotta get the fuck out of here. But I was just like, dude, like, in my, I was having this pep talk with myself. I'm like, you already drove here. She's almost done with her food. You're gonna fuck her in the car and then you're gonna go, like, type of thing. And so, like, uh, Mark Norman has that joke where he's like, oh, like, it's dating for like girls versus guys is so weird because like if a girl goes on a date with a guy and he brings out his Nazi memorabilia, like she's like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. But if a guy's on a date with a girl and she brings out her Nazi memorabilia, he's like, I got to fuck her and get the fuck out of here. It's, it <laughs> was, it was just like that. And I was like, fuck, yeah. like I already drove an hour. Like I just got to suck it up. Like I'm never going to see these people again. Just suck it up and, and, and bang her, you know? And so like, that's, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't fuck people off of Tinder, really. That's the why I'm like, only see, reason I'm I, there. I can't, but like I, I just I dated people, and then from there got you know it got fucking down. But like I didn't just see fuck if people. if I don't fuck on the first date, there's not a second one. For real. Yeah, like it's. I mean, unless you're like fucking beautiful, you know what I mean? Like, but Damn. but Interesting. like, I it's because and that's what I use Tinder for, you know. You just I sense like i guess that's why but that's because like really uh, that isn't i also like wasn't getting that experience with guys but like it's also it might be how i i i'm perceived in that like i I, my intentions didn't seem like i'm just trying to fuck but it it wasn't like i would hang out with a guy and then he'd be like okay we're doing this well i think it's also because you are extremely pretty i think there's that level of like i don't want to fuck this up type of thing um, where like, if I'm on a date with a girl who's like a six, I'm like, I don't care if she never talks Mistakes to me again. And like, oh. well, like regardless, I'm not gonna talk to her again. So it's like I'm just like, you want to fuck, you know, type of thing. Uh, well, in like a more romantic way sometimes. Yeah. But this girl fucking, uh, she yells more shit at him. She's like, you really need to put. She starts like telling them how to parent this kid, and like it was just so weird. And I was like, you ready to go now, type of thing. And so we go, we fuck in the back seat of the Steez machine that I was telling you about uh, in this fucking parking lot. And right when we finish fucking, like, I'm, like, fucking, right when we finish fucking, I'm, like, how am I going to get her out of my car? Like, because there's, the, it's it's weird because a lot of times, like, they'll try to linger. So, what are we going to do now? And I'm, like, oh, nothing. You know, Like, you're going home now. Like, that's the type of thing. Yeah. Not I to guess, be a dick, well, but it's, no, like, it's a, it's like a Tinder thing. Because ha- now that I think about it, like, people, people have, you know, been like, oh, come over and do this. And then I would just be like, I'm not going to do that. And then from there, they would be like, do you want to get, uh, you know, do you want to get food? or Right, or, right. Um, but, like, I, you know, so I, I'm, 
there's no there's nothing like in it for me if a guy if that's what he wants then like I don't really waste any time on it unless that's what I wanted but generally like I just am not immediately comfortable having sex with somebody unless I just like at least have spoken to them first I can't just meet up with somebody knowing that I'm gonna have sex with them unless I've already experienced them in person because otherwise like I probably I want an out like if I what do you mean I don't want to just like show up somewhere and have this be the thing that's gonna happen uh well and like not want to do that and and because you don't know the person have you you ever met them before and then you're just gonna be like okay we're gonna get this I also don't I don't I'm not gonna sleep with somebody I'm not attracted to that's another big thing like you're a girl so the kind of guys that I like hook up with or sleep with are guys that like have some sort of potential you know I don't know potential for what potential for me to like for things to like not go because like that's it's not like I don't I only have sex with somebody on the terms that like this is supposed to go in a direction but like attraction wise I have to like them as a person I have to have some level of respect for them have you like ever been picked up from like at a bar? No. Never. I have that written down because like that's the thing where I've seen, I've seen people do it, and I'm like, how? You know, well, like. I have. I have like matched with somebody on Tinder and then met up with them that's, at a bar. That's that doesn't count because you like there's the pre like the prerequisite is that you matched on Tinder, so there's always that like that underlying we're probably gonna fuck type of thing like unless like unless you if show I meet up somebody at a bar and then we talk and then we trade numbers there's a chance like it could go in that direction right but not that night mostly. not that night yeah not that night it's never happened that night it's so weird do you know jackie brown i do dude so she did the the summer show and we were going to record this podcast after which is out uh, and uh hell yeah i love jackie she's so fucking funny and down to earth yeah. uh but as we were like leaving, uh, I was like, you know, I would break down the the setup, bring it to the car, then bring out the podcast setup, and then we'd do it in the car. Uh, and then, so she was still in the bar, and as I'm leaving with like the PA system and the fucking stands and the mics and the fucking whatever, this guy, like, uh, she was just like, she was just like walking with me. This guy, this creepy dude, who was like, also he was heckling her during the show. Uh, and he like he's like oh hey sorry for like interrupting your shit and like tried to give her this beer that was like pre-poured like however long ago and it was just like i was just like and she's like oh uh and i was like hey you want to help me bring this shit to my car and she was like oh yeah and so she like like so i got her out of that but i was just like that was the first time where i've like you know, you know, you hear these stories and it's like so weird too because he was rude he was right during her set and so he thought, let me make it up to you by getting you this beer, and then maybe you'll see I'm a, like, I don't know. But, like, I didn't realize how creepy dudes are, and I've never – I've heard stories oh, of yeah. girls getting creeped out, like, at bars. and But that was the first time I've been like, oh, that's what that's like. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That it's, I mean, dudes are creepy. Really, like, it's it sucks. Generally, for the most part, I don't know. It's so split, but, like, you have creepy experiences all the time as a girl, just all of the time, and it's so weird. I don't know, like, it's just so different. Like, that's one thing I'm not afraid to admit, even in, like, the culture we're in now, is that guys and girls are very different. Uh, Some girls are creepy, though, and not all guys are creepy. Some girls are creepy. 
Not all guys are creepy. There's some and nice dudes out there. And not all guys are creepy. That's that's very true. It's just it's it's sort of I don't know. Ugh. What's yeah. your creepiest experience? I don't. I've had. Like something so that you're gonna tell your daughter about. Well, I mean, I've like. There's been so many. Cre- I've had. I've had. Really. I've definitely like. I've had bad things like happen which you know i'm i'm never like never really bad thank god but like but like guys do get you know aggressive as a girl you do most girls at some point have some level of like assault usually have Uh, you been assaulted i've i've had i've had you don't have to talk about it no no i mean like i don't want to say assaulted because it's like it's it's not that but it's just you you get pushed yeah you express not wanting something and then guys will keep pushing and then it puts you in this like you know icky situation where you're like you don't feel comfortable um but i've definitely like i I felt uncomfortable with a guy i i've had i had a comic over like at my apartment and under what circumstances under we were just like drinking and like hanging out and stuff so it was kind of just like it's fine if you spent spend the night and we were friends and um god i don't like this shit's so like dark it's not dark but it's just like it is because it's 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 so like in that moment it's so uncomfortable where like i express not wanting to do anything and, and how then, did you express it well i was just like i i would just say it. i would be like i don't want to okay have so you straight up said it do stuff i i am very direct and then uh god this shit's so and then so well it's just i don't so i like i just kind of was turned away i was trying to just go to sleep and then he starts like jerking off in the bed next to me you what you guys were sharing the same bed right we were sharing we were like we were friends and like i get where i get where this went and like oh and every every guy would probably be like oh this is how you should have avoided it right that's the that's the whole thing yeah if you're spending a night at someone's house just avoided it like but it, but it's this weird situation where like, oh, he seems like he'll probably just respect this thing, but then he's gonna do this other thing, which is very like uncomfortable, and like you don't really know what to do. This is your apartment, so you can't just like leave. Is this guy funny? Like, is there a chance that he's gonna make it? Well, it d- I don't even. Well, you could cancel his ass <laughs> because that's a Me Here's Too story. Here's the thing: is like, Delia was giving him. I shouldn't say that. Not like, but like. He oh, I would, know who this is, huh? Yeah, he would feature on. He would. He got good like featuring hosting spots at the Improv, and I. Can't oh, I know say exactly Delia. who this. I know exactly I don't who this really, is. But like, but I that happened, and I sort of just accepted it as something that I sort of like invited because there was a degree of flirtation. Or you just whatever. laid there and let him jack off. I d- I did. What the? I would have just been like, "Yo, dude, yeah, you put should, it away, you bro." I mean. Go to the bathroom. But like you're, you don't, right? That I there's so many things. But like not I you go to the bathroom. Like, you're like bro, you go like tell him to go to the bathroom. Like the fuck. I know. I don't know. It's just such a gross, weird thing. But like it wasn't. I I wish going back I I should have just said something or did something but it's the, one of those situations where you don't know the directions gonna, you're gonna go in and you're like I could just like sit this out. 
you know, I could just right. hunker down and then like he'll finish and it'll be over. Right. Where you don't want to cause a conflict because you don't want to. It's a lesson learned for me, but it's still like, OK, this guy did this thing and it probably was a little bit inappropriate, but I, I wasn't directly like, oh, my God, you need to stop doing that, which I should have been. Right. Because I, I like wasn't comfortable with it. And I kind of thought he should have read my body language in the sense where it's like, oh, this girl doesn't seem comfortable with this. I should stop. That's I don't. Yeah, that's some like Louis um, shit. It, it is. It's I mean, if you're pursuing. No, it's not. It shouldn't. This should not be happening. It should have not happened. The reason yeah. why I would say this in the first place or bring this story up, because really generally what happens with a girl, she she doesn't want to even talk about it or admit it. Happens. She just wants like I just like. I want to pretend it didn't happen and move on with my life. Right. You know, that tends to be like an easier way to go. Thank you for telling the story. Like, I know oh, it is. It's well, not easy to just thing, fucking come is out. I found out that he was doing it to other girls. Well, now it's a problem. Right. Exactly. So the, the thing is, is like a girl had come up to me and she was like, I'd been assaulted. And you I were just like, you were just sitting there and she was just like, well, she was a frat. We said hi. And then she was like flustered and emotional. Oh, OK. And then and then she was like, I've been assaulted. And then by I this guy, like, by a comic. Yeah. And it oh. was by that guy. And she had a different experience where like he had come over, I think, to her place. And, and she said that he started jerking off while she was she went to the other room and like cried. So he was still doing it while she was like crying. That's some psychopath shit. There's like right. there's something mental there. And then she had mentioned somebody else having the same experience with him. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking. And 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 it was like it was a bummer that I sort of kept quiet because I don't even think I told her that it happened. I didn't even tell her that it happened to me, too. And I, sh I really should have. But like I was reluctant because, again, I was just like kind of trying to pretend that like this really uncomfortable thing didn't happen. Um, and I didn't really want to, you know, but, but it sucks. Like I remember like hearing that and then, and then he was also just like a shitty dude. He was in general, a shitty dude who uh, preys on young girls starting out in comedy. It's pretty clear. Cause I remember I would never see this guy around mics. And when I would see him, it was literally like, I would see a cute young new comic or somebody I just like didn't really recognize yet. And then, like sure thing and he was one of like the first people i met when i first started doing comedy and then he's nice to you and then he's like offering to be helpful but he's totally creepy but that's why i literally have a fucking no comic rule i will not fucking date fuck make out nothing with a fucking comic and like i joke around with fucking but it's it's so it's that's a lot easier to say and do as a guy but when you're a girl you're being pursued by comics yeah that's what i'm saying so that's why i have like it's it's specific like i have I, like kelly and i joke around i'm like the only comic that i fuck is julia type of thing but like <laughs> it's still like, I, I, I love I, that that's kelly's joke too cause it's yeah definitely something she like, said that to you th well she she's she's joked about it yeah. yeah it's just like an inside thing where it's just like only julia type of thing but like even then i'm the like, past it's, yeah it's fucking but like fucking at mics and shows and stuff like you ask fucking anyone i don't fucking hug like i think i hug you and kelly and that's it otherwise everyone else is high fives like i'll fuck yeah. i high five all the girls well, i'll fucking nowadays, you know you stay six feet apart <laughs> well yeah nowadays but like it would be fucking high fives only because i don't want fucking be to to people to feel pressured into a hug and even if it's like um like do you know um sarah weinshank 
I do. I know who she is. So yeah. I was doing. I've done a few shows with her, and so like it was like everybody was saying goodbye, and so she was. She was like every fucking comic went in and hugged her, dude. Like in this yeah. line, and I could see. I could read her face. I was just like, fuck. Like I feel like 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 it was just kind of awkward. So when it got to like, I just gave her a high five, and like, she right. that was it. And like I could tell, like she recognized. She's like, okay, cool, type of thing. Because I she saw me fucking watching. I was like, high five, dude. Like. Like, it, but yeah, as a girl in comedy, you're getting hit up by comedians all of the time. Sorry for the noise. Oh no, you're good. Deserving. You're fine. Um, yeah, you just get like hit up pretty really? much like, on the rig. Do you have like? I mean, obviously you've had experiences in person, but like, like, like DMs and shit, like, like creepy ones, or is it just like a, like? No, I mean for the most part, like mostly guys are are friendly that guy in particular i really do not like yeah i've heard things about him too i've only done a have done one show with him and it was at the west side comedy theater and it was a packed room because he literally he preys on he girls who just start and then he basically is just like oh i'm somebody who knows about this and is doing better than you and i can help you or like somehow you know because you're literally when you first start out in comedy you don't know anybody so the right. first person to talk like the first people who start talking to you and paying attention to you tend to be like a little bit more susceptible to because you do really want to be accepted mm-hmm. when you really frankly like just accept that you're not going to be and like grind and like keep doing it. Don't right. don't really try to be accepted or don't really, you know, hang on to any sort of attention you get because I don't know. That's the thing is like he messaged me at one point and and was like out of the blue he he was like where you been i was like oh i've been in dc and then he's like oh i thought you quit comedy and then i was like oh I he said that to you yeah he said that to me and i was like oh no and then he's like he said something along the lines where where like he wish i did uh where probably because he knows that he, you could right, cancel exactly. him well no it's just like dude you're being a gross guy and then you're like you're uh, i don't and he should he should fully like not get booked or like not be and uh, the fact i like let it go and moved on and was just like i was too i should have just rejected it or like not even let him come back to my apartment or anything but like hearing that he did it to other girls see that's the weird thing though is that or not the weird thing but the sad thing is that like you can't just like you can't just send a tweet out and be like oh at him uh fucking and say what happened because then people are going to come after you right it's exactly. weird but like you can't you it's it's weird when girls have to come forward because it's like like with all the crystalia shit it's like oh okay it becomes these women, the only impression yeah. of them where it's like crystalia has a whole career and everything mm-hmm. and then and it's like his reputation is tarnished this girl comes out and she's just like a person who's like living life and she comes out to like say this thing and that's people's only impression of her. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like but it's also cause you're in the scene. So like people just be like, Oh, what is she trying to say? Type of thing. Like people won't, there's no way that if you tweeted and told you told exactly what you just told me the truth. And there's no way every single guy comic would just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to back her up type of thing. There's there's going to be there'd be people that would just be like, I believe it and like support you. But then there'd be those people that are like, she's making this up for some reason or like blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then you would get like taken out of the scene. It's weird. 
it's tough. And like, I, I highly doubt that any, I, I really just don't think people really knew he was doing that. I had no idea. Um, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think, I don't think people around the scene knew he was doing that. I think most girls were either just like, but, but yeah, the girl came up to me and I didn't even say anything. It just was so shocking to me that she had an experience uh, like that. And then all I could think about was like, oh my God, I had that experience. And then I'm like, he's like literally preying on girls who are vulnerable because they're just starting out in this thing. And that's gross. That's really gross. Like women are not targets. We are like, that's the dehumanizing aspect of it. it w when it comes down to just like, you know, like we're... And, oh, and as, as a disclaimer to people listening, if you want to know who this guy is, DM me. I will fucking tell you. I have no uh, fucking... Yeah, shoot, I don't fucking shoot. Send a message. I don't give a fuck. Shoot I'll say exactly DM. who it is. And a lot of you guys probably know who Spread it is. Spread word. So. No, genuine, genuinely, like, part of me just... I, w I don't want to come out. I don't want to, like... I, I wouldn't ever want to make any public sort of statement. I don't... There's there's no Unless he lands a sitcom. The thing is, is the girl... the. From what she told me, she went to the police oh. after that happened. She went to the police, but the police don't do anything. Because they're no. like, there's no signs of any sort of, like, assault or rape. Which is, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. You sort of... And, and then that's where it sucks that it becomes our responsibility. Well, there's also... Because there are a lot of girls that make shit up. I've had... Dude, some girl fucking... I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But she made up this whole fucking thing about... And then they fucking... The cops came and called me. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh and so I had to talk to them. They came. I did like... There was this investigation. And I was like... Literally, I was like, none of that is true. Like, this fucking bullshit. And then literally, like, a week later... They like re-interviewed her and her stories didn't even line up, all this shit. And then she was like, okay, yeah, like I made it up. And like everything got That's dropped. But like, insane because but it, it happened to me, dude. Real it happened, stories. It's real shit that happened to me where I was just like, what the fuck? Like all this shit. And then people, a couple people like heard wind about it. They're like, dude, like you're, you're fucking, you say shit. You kind of, like I have this persona where I'm just kind of like a douchebag type thing, but that's not who the fuck I am. Mm -hmm. And so like, they're like, dude, you would never fucking, like I know you, you never do all this shit and I would never fucking do shit like that. And so like when it, when they were like, dude, you, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, no. And so like it was, fuck. it was, thankfully they fucking cracked down on her and was and like, she's like I made and it she's up. like, okay, I made it up type of thing. But I was just like, dude, she should go to fucking jail. Right. I, I fully believe that she should go to fucking jail for that because I mean, it happened to me, no, so I'm mad about it. But things like that, like if if somebody is falsely accusing for no reason, somebody like like I don't, you know, you're not you're. It's a crime to not only whoever that is, but also to women mm -hmm. who 100%. like genuinely are trying to tell a real story, and and then that's what happens is most of these things like. Most of these things, it, these crimes that are committed and these like women who are assaulted, like they never get, they never get justice. And mm -hmm. in all of the stories I've heard from my friend, from my friends, when they have been assaulted by a guy, I think I've heard about one where the guy, I, like where the guy was actually, where she, where, but the guy himself admitted to it. Right. Well, that like there was that story with like the Brock Turner guy. Where the, the swimmer for, like, Stanford or whatever dude from Stanford, he, like, raped some unconscious girl oh behind God. a and fucking... Oh, college... Oh. Yeah. He and raped colleges that. deal with that within the college because they don't want the college to look bad. Well, this was the national case. And the guy, the, the judge literally said, 
we don't want to give him too much jail time because we don't want to ruin the, the his, his future. Yeah, yeah, his life. And so he he ended up he get he got like a three year sentence and he was released after like six months for like good behavior. But meanwhile, this girl was like is now fucked up for like life. Mm-hmm. Like and like and he was like the, the whitest of the white kid. And so like it became like this national thing. And I think that that's I, th- I mean, the dude was like, yeah, I did it. And they were like, well, we don't want to ruin his life. But I mean, what about this fucking girl who had her fucking life ruined? Well, I mean, it's not that like people and are the, like the women are brought through like even more to go through the ringer. trial. And the yeah, right. like even I hate to bring this up because people this like pisses people off. But like the Kobe case okay. way back in the day where it's just it, what it came down to is they're like. They're they're talking about this girl's underwear and what they found and there was evidence of another guy and 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 then it's just this poor girl who, like, didn't actually she didn't necessarily want anything. Right. I, I remember reading somewhere that all she really wanted was for Kobe to admit that she didn't lie. And there are so many rumors and like we don't like I don't really know I'm not gonna pretend like I know what happened but it's just like this person comes forward and they're just like ex- i i don't i don't even think her name was released but they they are just brought to light and they're like just this you know like where they're judging this person based on finding out that she had sex with somebody else before <laughs> like i don't know it's br- it's but the thing is that like so for like that girl with the brock case or whatever so like it happened what like a few years before it even came to trial during that she had to be talking to lawyers all this shit so like she just lost what three years of her life while she's waiting then during the trial the trial doesn't take fucking two days it's a fucking long yeah, process it's a, it's a not only is the what happened a trauma but she's like have to relive it follow for you just trying to get justice that's just a whole lot of other drama which most women are just like i would rather I give up yeah get on with my life i would rather just do my best to like you know get on with my life uh it's it's unfortunate because it's it there's a lot of gross guys out there and i don't i don't it's so hard to get like insight or understand why you know, yeah. like, especially with a swimmer guy who probably did fine with women. Why did he have to, like, rape some girl behind a like, dumpster? That's also just, like, the fetish. It's kind of. I don't know about that one. I mean, there is, like, the Bill Cosby thing where it's, like, like the, the power behind it. But like I'm saying, I'm, I, like, I know it exists. And I'm just saying, like, like, I don't get how mentally someone can be, like, this makes me feel powerful when it's just, like, like, do you know Alex Farvar? Yeah, I do. Dude, he has this funny fucking joke about Bill Cosby where he's talking about, like, how he hates fucking seeing people that are just like, like, I had no idea that fucking he was doing this. And that um, he was like, because when when a guy, like, has sex with a girl, like, he tells his friends about it. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I liked it when she did this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know that fucking Bill Cosby was just sitting there. And he's like, well, I like it when they don't move type of thing. Oh, and, my God. And it's fucking, his joke is fucking hilarious. But it's fucking, it's crazy because, like, I don't get how... It could be hidden for like, like, dude, what was it? Like 80 women, 80 women. And he told no one. I don't believe that. You know, that's the thing with the whole like Dalia stuff. A lot of the stuff that came out was just people didn't really like their experience with him. Yeah. There wasn't really a crime. Right. I mean, there was a few where I was like, but it was just kind of like it was just like he he got around, dude. Yeah. And probably like a little bit, you know too much man and liking you know young 
liking young girls isn't like a fucking like like it's not a crime. It's, ro- it's, it's not it's, a crime. There's nothing a wrong lot with of it. Men like young women. It's it's a thing that's like programmed, you know. But like when you go for girls that are what in high school, then it's like, dude, what are you dude, fucking it's like doing? Literal, like why? Why would you? Why are you after high school girl? That makes. Well, but I've seen it, dude. I've been a high school girl, and I've seen those guys. And like, why? Why are you thirty? Why are you thirty-two and hanging around <laughs> a bunch of high schoolers? Like, what in the fucking? I and I, as a high schooler, was like, what's going on? And I would always tell my friends, I was like, you guys, don't you think it's weird that these guys hang around high schoolers, dude? And um, they're flirtatious, and it's also just like how pathetic, frankly. Like, what? Why don't you just fucking find people in your age group? Dude, so uh, but I still very much felt like a kid in high school. Well, because you are a you are like a kid. Like I wasn't really trying to grow up in high school, where a lot of girls like I guess they are more susceptible because they're just like they're ready to fucking well explore. Everybody leads different lives too. Like I know this fucking girl. Uh, she uh, she lost her dad like <gasps> when she was like young as shit, and so then all of a sudden she just started banging everybody you know what i mean it's like there's fucking like videos of her like sucking off like five dudes at a park and like doing blow like all this shit and like i've seen it and i was like what the fuck and like this is a girl that i went to elementary school with you know like we fucking shared sandwiches and shit and like whatever you know and then like all of a sudden i see this video i was like yo what the shit like and it wasn't even on pornhub you know someone just texted it it someone just just texted it to me yeah like somebody like filmed yeah someone and i was just like oh shit like damn and like i remember her dad dude like uh like, I met him, like, one time, but, like, it was fucking crazy. But, like, yeah, like, dude, I was in this line for, like, prom for whatever reason uh, to get, like, whatever from, like, supervision, security. And the girl in front of me was trying to get her boyfriend's. She was she had, like, his ID and was trying to, like, get him approved to, like, come to the dance. And the dude was, like, 29. And, like, this girl was, like, 16. Uh, she's like, oh, this is my boyfriend, like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, what the fuck? Like, he can't come to this fucking dance. And, like, she started, like, breaking down and crying. And I was just sitting there, like, fucking, like, you getting a load of this type of thing. Like, I thought it was hilarious because I was just, like, this fucking girl's dating this dude that's, like, twice her age. And, like, she thought that, like, he could just come to the fucking oh dance with other fucking, like, no. Like, but that shit does happen. But, like, everybody comes from different backgrounds and so it, it changes how they fucking grow up and so like just like you're like oh like i couldn't just have some guy walk up to me at a bar and then i'm gonna go fuck him in his car like there's the girls who are just like i'm only gonna fuck dudes who come and talk to me and then i'm gonna go fuck yeah. him in their car and to you sure like you know people li- should live there that's so hard to say because like it's like people you should you should just like be able to live your life and like have your kinks and have your preferences but like it should not be like you know there's there's literally that line why do you have to cross that line but maybe like that's that like age limit why do you have to go younger oh it's it's weird it's weird yeah, to me that's it's weird. just like just like find like really find the 18 year old like find the uh, of age girls but anyway to kind of pivot to a, a last topic that's more positive uh you kind of like you didn't like confront me but you brought it up because like i'll post i post on my story all the fucking time and i'll just throw fucking whatever up there anything that i think's funny i'll just throw on my fucking story but like so i fucking i was in sequoia and everyone up there like like not to be like a douche but they were 
unattractive. Uh, and so I posted, I screen recorded me just like flipping through Tinder. And the reason that I posted it was because I thought it was funny that here I'm just left, left, left on all these like, like these overweight girls. And then there was like this one really cute one. And like, I just paused on it and then I swiped right and then went back to left, left, left. And so that's what I thought was funny about it. That's why I threw it up. Uh, but then you were like, Hey, like, that's not like, that's kind of just weird and mean to just kind of like, cause yeah. the, the point of me posting it was that these girls were unattractive and then I was just like, fuck, like, you're right. And I've done it before. And I was just like, fuck, but so, like, I'm not going to do that shit anymore. But it's, it, it w- like, I mean, just imagine if you just put yourself in their position. What if they came across it? Like, that is like a hurtful, painful thing. Also makes them look bad. Like, their they're, attraction is a preference thing where there are probably loads of dudes who would be attracted to them and are not you. And right. then for oh, you yeah. to put that reflection or opinion on them, it's just your, it, it, I don't know. Like, like really, it's it's about si- the whole problem is like it's it's this targeting women or treating mm-hmm. them like that's their value. That's and that's so unfair because these are human beings who are like individuals. Yeah, um, and that's exactly. I mean, I totally get it. And like, like you were saying, like on each one that I swiped left, people who were watching that on my story, there's some dudes that were probably like, "Oh, her, really?" Like type of thing. You know what I mean? Like. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, like they're just get tr- they're just trying to put themselves out there, and then here I'm just shitting on them uh, for no reason other than a cheap laugh. Um, I mean, it's it's about reflecting. I've done we. The thing is, is you should always just like gr- make efforts to grow as a person, no matter what. Uh, I like I have journals since I was a kid and I have looked back on my journals and seen some of the things I've written about like my friends or things that were very judgmental or even you know and I'm like was that really my opinion Uh, I don't know like it should you should just reflect on things and like accept that like you should be I think everyone should be willing to kind of be able to throw everything they thought they knew out the window to mm-hmm. like grow as a person right because people get like too caught up in in these ruts and these opinions and like they're they close themselves off for any sort of growth and well, then and then that's why you get these like fucking garbage people but like we all have garbage parts of us yeah like, we all do <laughs> But there's a lot of people that are, like, closed-minded. So, like, let's say if it was someone else and you were just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of people that would just be like, well, blah, 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 blah. But instead, I mean, I j- it's just when you said it, I was just like, ah, fuck. Like, god damn it. Like, you had to be right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, god fucking damn it. Like, there's no way. I think I made one excuse and I was like, ah, that's just an excuse. I'll take it down. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. But, uh, th- but there's people that will fucking fight it tooth and nail. There's people that fucking defend like crystalia in like there's or like i mean there's no facts that are like out there right now we're just sitting but he deserves to i think a lot of his friends have come forward and defended them and i think that's fair i think it's fair to defend your friend i think uh i um it's it's really just like you are your own individual who can make your own judgments and you don't have to rely on these other people's opinions and judgments to make your own and people always get caught up in these like crowded things where it's just like make your own assumption about this person. But like I remember when the whole Dalia thing came out, I was like looking at podcasts and everyone was just waiting for his friends. And every single one of his friends had to say something. Right. And just in the comments, if they didn't say something about the whole Dalia mm. thing, they were just getting like, uh, and it's insane. Blasted. And they should be able to d- like they, 
they should be able to even defend their friends. They shouldn't be put in a situation where, like, oh, now for my public appearance, I have to make an opinion about this guy who, like, I like and, you know, is, I don't know. It's such a weird, it's so weird that everyone came after Delia's friends. And I don't, you know, it's That so was strange. Where it's, like, I don't know if you've ever met Delia, but, like, he's a fairly, I, I, he obviously had shit going on behind the scenes that was, like, very dark and, like, mm-hmm. you know. But that's just like how people. If you met him and stuff like, he in was person, nice to me. Yeah, he's, he's like he seems like a good dude, and I'm sure like he, it's tough. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't even know what to say. But like, right? I mean, it is. I mean, anytime something like this like comes all out, that stuff. You know, who knows if their friends knew or not? That is a big thing. His openers and stuff were brought up a lot in the stories, and right. it just becomes this whole. All right. Well, as we come oh, to the, good. we're ending on that. Yeah, we're. En- I mean, the okay. well, kind of. Uh, I, they, I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but I dedicate the ending, last minute, two minutes to the fucking guest. Whatever you want to say. Well, usually oh. it's usually it's to plug shit. Uh, but there's no shows coming I up. I know. So, there's really nothing um, to plug. So if there's anything you want to talk about, any questions you have, anything you want to bring up, this next yeah. minute's all you, dude. I mean, I am on like Instagram and. Twitter, but maybe don't go there. It's my, it's just my name. My Instagram's my name. Um Yeah, I don't really have anything else to plug. Don't don't fucking assault women. Don't be inappropriate. Be nice to people. You know, or not, but like don't get gross. <laughs> yeah, for getting, real. Stop getting gross unless they want to get gross with you. Okay? And if they say no, don't it, start jacking off, dude. Yeah, d- if you, if they don't want to if they don't want things to get sexual, don't start jacking off. Again, if you want to know who that person is, you can hit send Galen us a up. message. Don't hit me up. I don't want to. I mean, like, I will. Whatever. Because, <laughs> like, the pro, like, I don't have any. I don't have anything to. P- that's the thing is, like, nobody's gonna prosecute. Like, I'm not gonna, right. You know, press any charges or anything. But like, if you are a girl, if you are a girl starting comedy and you are a little worried about what guys to look out for please hit me or Galen up and then Galen will probably hit me up and then we'll discuss all the guys you should look out for <laughs> and then hopefully a put an end to a lot of these situations. <laughs> for real. Uh, and I just want to thank anybody that fucking listens. Cause it's fucking, it's getting crazy, man. Like fucking yesterday I was at a uh, islands with my homie and they have like the, uh, outdoor seating now so they put like the tents and the tarps out and like outdoor chairs and shit and so we're sitting out there and it's in the fucking parking lot and so oh. this car fucking drives by and i was i was just signing the check or whatever and i just hear fucking galen nash i love your podcast man no like, fucking yeah right way. out the window and i was like oh like hell yeah like thanks man like take care and they just took off and it was like this younger looking guy like 20 ish don't know who he was uh and fucking i turned back around and like the whole the whole patio was just like staring at me trying to like they're like where have I seen this guy before type of fucking stare. And I was like, it was pretty cool. So like, I appreciate anybody that listens. You guys fucking rock, man. And uh, I'll tag Julia and everything and uh, have a good one guys.